credit card debt can be a never-ending game where balances move from card to card while you chase teaser intro rates only to pay balance transfer fees. Put an end to the games. Whitefish Credit Union's credit card has no balance transfer fees, and we offer a fixed interest rate starting at just 7.9% annual percentage rate. Even if you have less than perfect credit, Whitefish Credit Union may be able to help. Visit whitefishcu.com or call us at 862-3525 to apply. Whitefish Credit Union, we belong to you. Some restrictions apply. Joining us right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline to talk all things University of Montana, it is the voice of the Grizzlies, Riley Corcoran. We're going to chat with him. We're going to get his thoughts on National Signing Day, and we're going to talk some Grizz basketball as well. as He's got a big one tonight. It's also pretty late tonight, but he does got a big game for Grizz basketball. Riley, great to chat with you once again, man. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, Anthony. Great to be talking with you as well. And uh, back and getting the show rolling. It's just exciting that we actually have games to talk about rather than just on the backside of, okay, when is something going to happen? Now we're in the, the middle of basketball season, exciting things to talk about with football and some hope on the horizon that we can get all these college games in and, and back to somewhat of a normal schedule in 2021. How weird is it that we're going to be talking about National Signing Day, but we're only a couple weeks away from the start of college football practices? Well, I tell you what, I have to look every single time at the date and the timeline because we're so wired on timelines with, okay, in August, it's supposed to be fall camp. And in September and October, it's all football. Then November and December's crossover season. Well, that obviously has been completely thrown out the window. So everything is out of order. And I was talking with Coach Hoff earlier today. And just the fact of their off-season conditioning is usually in January and February. That gets switched this, this year to in the summertime in July. So everything's completely out of order. And it's, it's kind of wild, the, the, the chicken before the egg reference type deal. We're, we're talking about signing day before there was any games actually played from this year. So completely out of whack for sure. Riley, let's start with this. Is Obviously, the class is being signed today. Uh, a lot of Most of the in-state recruits are signed in already now uh, that have already committed to the Grizz before and during their high school football season. Where do you feel the strength of this class is? Boy, I tell you what, it's it strength in numbers from the Montana guys. I mean, you have 15 out of 19 from the state. And with the dead period and everything in between, the coaches really locked in on Montana even more. And just talking with them and getting the sense around the state, uh, this is one of the strongest years collectively uh, of high school football in the state of Montana. And they got a, a plenty of spotlight from it as well. You look at someone like a Camden Sermon, just call it what it is. He wouldn't have been playing high school football in Montana unless this COVID shutdown happened. The trickle-down effect comes in. He's a Grizzly, so that's a great story. But, I mean, just being here from Missoula, and you see six out of the 19 from Missoula, five from Sentinel, and, of course, Deanna Carroll from Big Sky High School. So that, to me, is what essentially stands out. Um, I think they got a lot of size and speed on the line, both offensive linemen and defensive linemen. You look at a couple guys they, they got from outside the state, and Liam Brown, as well as Declan McCabe, a guy from Oregon, a guy from Texas, and, Boy, can they already uh, get after it. Coaches are really excited about them. So I would say the one thing that stands out, again, just the strength in numbers of Montana players, but they certainly filled holes, and they were able to be very picky, Anthony, because of the recruiting guidelines that they had to follow this year. Riley, you had a chance to see some of these kids because you were calling games this past fall. Was there one uh, that's going to be a Grizzly that wowed you this year? Uh, I think a couple of them did, to be honest with you. And going to back to that Sentinel team, a guy that is just a Bobby House player, and he kind of embodies what this coaching staff like. 
um, and his toughness, his grit for the game. To me, that stands out is Geno Leonard, and I, I think that he's a guy that will find his way on the field in one fashion or form um, throughout his time um, in a Grizzly uniform. So I think Geno Leonard is one that, that stood out to me. I was able to call two of Coulter Janicaro's games where he just did everything on the field. And to me, um, there's no limit for what he can accomplish. I know they're probably going to shift him around position-wise, and we could see him in a bunch of different roles. Jace Klusiewicz, another player, he, he's just different, right? When you call games, Anthony, and you get to the field and you see guys warm up, they just stand out and they, they look different in the way that they warm up, everything in between. And to me, Jace Klusiewicz was that guy. He's, he's twitchy, he's got a quick first step, and I think he will be a standout more on the defensive side than offense. I know he's a phenomenal wide receiver, but for me, I see him more as maybe a special teams returner guru and primarily on defense. Yeah, I got some really good football players this year. Kellen Dietrich, another couple as well. And with that, Riley, some two great players. You kind of talked about Camden Sermon already, but also a great quarterback as well uh, coming out of the state from Las Vegas. That's Daniel Britt. What do you think about him? Daniel Britt's a guy that the coaching staff absolutely loves, and they were triggered on him pretty early. And I think the reason why he didn't go any higher, believe it or not, was just a freak injury that happened he missed five games he broke his eye socket believe it or not um and when his team when he was out his team obviously suffered a little bit um and once he got back healthy he was a different player they actually beat bishop gorman which is a national high school power down in las vegas and i think coach house recruiting ties from the time he was down at unlv in san diego state was a big reason as to why daniel Britt was uh, at the top of the list, and he was one they were excited about very early, and they really felt like it was a steal because uh, before that eye socket injury, he was getting looked at by a, a couple of big schools. So he's one that will definitely have an opportunity in a Grizzly uniform. Exciting stuff here as we are chatting with Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. We're talking about National Signing Day as uh, we're seeing a lot of in-state recruits, a lot of Montana kids taking that next step and trying to achieve their dream. And whether it's playing for the Grizzlies, playing for whichever school here in Montana, it is great to see. And Riley, uh, let's take it just a little bit more to what's going to happen in the spring. Uh, You've had a chance to watch some of the practices during the fall back in October. Who is a name that we don't know yet that you think could become a household name by the time the season starts? Anthony, I'm going to give you a couple. I was fired up to do this interview today, and we haven't done a catch-up in a while. So there's two freshmen that I think would have had a chance to play as true freshmen if there was a normal season. The names are Ocho So, a cornerback out of Utah, and then Aaron Fonts, a wide receiver. And then those two guys, they look different. They didn't look like true freshmen when they were out there with the squad and they were getting some first-team reps. So I think that those are guys you need to look out for. And then Another newcomer is Trajan Cotton. He's a sophomore transfer from Oregon State. Uh, He's one, to me, that could be in the starting lineup right away. Cole Grossman is an interesting story, too. He uh, is shuffled around between a bunch of different positions for the Grizz in his time. Right now, he's currently listed as a tight end. Um, He got banged up due to injury last year, but he is someone that I think could be an impact player And the fact that he still has four years left to play. Pretty phenomenal. He's going to be one of those guys that, could be a 24-year-old senior when it's all said and done because he had a gray shirt and a red shirt as well. So those are the names that throw at you. Ocho So, Aaron Fonts, Trey Sean Cotton, and Cole Grossman were the standouts to me that maybe aren't familiar names yet for Grizz fans. Riley, really quick, because you brought up tight ends and maybe just think of a kid uh, from Butte, and that's Jacob Olson who signed with the Grizz. Six foot seven, that's a pretty big tight end. What do you think about that? 
Uh, that's exactly what the coach said, too. I mean, you, you can't teach the size that you're going to get from someone uh, like an Olsen. And, and they really like his speed, too, Anthony. And, and you saw that in the game as well, where he doesn't run like his height would suggest. And when they get him in the weight room, and I think that's just the common theme a ton uh, of the difference between high school athletics and Division One athletics is when you get into a weight program and you really get to um, get into a system for a full year, your body can really transform. And that's why the sky's the limit for Olsen. And uh, I-, I would say there's a couple guys that could impact right away and a couple guys that have extremely high ceilings for potential. And I'd put Olsen in that category. The Grizzly basketball season is five games in, and we're chatting with Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Riley, let's just start there. Five games in, uh, the Grizz, they've taken on some tough opponents. They've already had two games in conference as well. What have you made of this team with only five games in? A lot of moving parts. I'm still trying to figure each other out as far as continuity is concerned. Anthony, they're just one of 23 teams in the country that had nine underclassmen, eight newcomers, five or fewer upperclassmen. So it was a lot of turnover. And when you lose a player like Saeed Pridget, that maybe when some things were going wrong, he could cover up some of the issues last year. And really the Grizzlies have had that the last couple of years. They've, they've lost three of the top eight scorers in school history over the past two seasons. When you go to Ahmad Rory, Mike Ogine, and Saeed Pridget. So still trying to find the guy, so to speak. They have a lot of pieces in place and just trying to figure it out at this point. You have a couple of impact freshmen that have been noticeable in Brandon Whitney and Josh Bannon, Josh Bannon from Australia. Um, Kyle Owens to me has been the biggest consistent uh, piece for the Grizzly basketball team so far. He's been in double figure scoring all five times this year. Um, he's a defensive wizard as well. He's taken six charges in five games and he's really kind of the, the face of the team really right now. And it's crazy to say this is just a sophomore, but He's kind of that returning presence. The Grizzlies only had four returners. Um, they played significant time last year, and Kyle Owens is really the one that has stepped up and taken that leadership role, and he had his first career double-double last time out on Saturday. Riley, we know COVID has just made a mess of the entire season, whether it be football, basketball, any sport at this point. Obviously, the number of non-conference games much lower than it usually is. Only six for the Grizzlies here this year. And, you know, we've already seen a couple, and they're against big schools. You still have uh, tonight against Washington, one next week against Arizona, Dickinson State over the weekend. The fact that we haven't seen as many just shows how important the non-conference is during a regular season. I completely agree with you, and especially when you come to like opponents as well, because they're basically just trying to, fit needs right now as far as games are concerned and just trying to between COVID protocols and just trying to find a match for let's just say a certain date that two teams have available or if the protocols are on the same page so it's been really difficult to schedule these games and I think maybe the the hardest thing for Grizzly basketball right now and something we won't know until January is how are they going to do against a like opponent because they're playing of those six non-conference games you're playing two teams that you should handily beat at home that are non-Division One teams in Yellowstone, Christian, Dickinson State. And then the other four games are against Power 5 schools that are basically paying the Grizzlies to come play them. And obviously the Grizzlies are going to be underdogs in those contests as well. So it's just really hard to get a gauge right now, Anthony, of, of where this team is at. And that's maybe where you miss the flexibility of non-conference scheduling more than anything else. Right, let's talk about tonight's game against Washington. We saw Montana give Georgia quite a fight, and again, only 13-point loss uh, against Georgia. Uh, do you feel like tonight Montana can put Washington on upset alert? 
I do think the Grizzlies can put the Huskies on upset alert tonight. It just has a, a unique feeling around this game, Anthony, a combination of a couple of things. The Grizzlies have worked out some kinks. They, they've learned the hard way against USC, Southern Utah, and Georgia, and they seem to slowly be figuring it out. That game, although it was against a, a lesser opponent, Yellowstone Christian, they got some confidence of playing together and just starting to um, have some more continuity. And you look on the flip side for Washington, this is a down year. It feels a little different to in Seattle here. This is their worst start since the 1993 season. They only have one player in Quad A Green, averaging more than eight points per game. They lost earlier this year to UC Riverside. So I really think the Grizzlies are going to have a shot tonight. It's a late start here in Seattle. It's just got, you know, things get weird. We know on the football side of things with Pac-12 after dark. Well, I have a weird feeling that that could be the, the same case tonight with basketball with the Grizz and the Huskies. Yeah, I was about to say, I can't even imagine that because usually a game you get that feeling around 6, maybe 7 o'clock, obviously, depending on the time zone you're in. But starting even later than that, Riley, what are you going to do until, uh, what, 8 o'clock tonight, your time in, in, in the uh, Pacific time zone? Well, the good news is I'm a, I'm a night owl, so this is uh, still in my room. I won't be yawning on the air, that's for <laughs> sure. I, I, I will be a little more aware, I think, that people might be listening as they uh, put their head down as a pillow. So I'll try not to get too excited there in the second half and wake people <laughs> up if they're halfway in it. But, no, it'll be interesting. And the team really adjusted their shoot-around as well, Anthony, where they won't be going till a bit later. And you know how college kids are. And there was a long bus ride yesterday. I, I think the extra sleep helped for the Grizz being able to – sleep in and not have anything super early in the morning before the, the rapid COVID test. So um, I just be killing time a little bit and locking in more of the notes because uh, again, as you know, there's uh, not much to do here. You can't go out or, or go anywhere in Washington right now. So we're basically to the arena back in the hotel room. It, it's strictly a business trip to play this game tonight and get on a bus again and go back. Riley, taking a look at the Big Sky Conference schedule, we already kind of mentioned how Montana's already played Southern Utah. They played them twice. Unfortunately, lost both of those games by a combined two points. Do you think this could come back to haunt Montana by any chance? Oh, I think it could, absolutely. I mean, the reality is you get into an 0-2 hole, and the thing is there's no guarantee that everybody's going to play 20 conference games. So let's just say, let's throw a number out there that there's 14 conference games played for the Grizz, and you're already in an 0-2 hole. So regardless of how things turn around, I think it will come back to at least affect them down the road. Now, the flip side of that is everybody sounds the alarms and Montana loses to Southern Utah because they had beaten them 15 in a row before last year. Well, Southern Utah is a really good team. And in my estimation, I think they're a top four team in the Big Sky Conference. So when you put that in perspective, that they went on the road and lost by a single point and had a double-figure lead in both games against another team that's probably going to be a contender, I don't think, I mean, as far as the overreaction is concerned, it's not as big of a deal as maybe some would think. But uh, it certainly it's put the Grizzlies' antennas up, and, and they're going to be focused and know they really can't have any more slip-ups that once conference play resumes again in January. Riley, my final question for you is we're with the voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran. Uh, Riley, uh, what do you need to see? There's only three games left before January 2nd when Montana resumes Big Sky Conference play. What do you need to see? What's the biggest thing that needs to be accomplished in these three games that the Grizz have left? Anthony, I'll give you three things. I think number one, just solidifying the rotation. They've had a lot of moving pieces. DJ Carter Hollinger's been out. Robbie Beasley's a freshman that is going to be in the mix once he becomes healthy. So to see a consistent rotation, Montana's not used to playing so many players 20 minutes per game. And that's what Coach Secure's had to do here, just trying to 
put the pieces together. So solidifying the rotation, uh, fixing the turnover issue. The Grizzlies have committed 15 turnovers a game against Division One opponents. That's a number that has to come down. And in the rebounding front, Montana's been out-rebounded in all four of their games against Division One opponents. So I would say those are the three things I'm looking for here um, in a busy stretch, three games in the next seven days before uh, we wrap up non-conference and start getting ready for Big Sky Plus. Riley Corcoran, my feature guest. Riley, if they want to follow your work, how can they do that? At Voice of the Grizz on Twitter. Uh, the game will be on the TuneIn app as well. Just search Montana Grizzlies basketball. Then any updates uh, from our SID Nick Hallisey on GoGrizz.com will certainly be out there. Uh, but those are the ways to find Grizzly basketball. Riley, really appreciate the time. Have a good call tonight. Look forward to chatting with you again soon, my friend. Sounds good, Anthony. Have a good Christmas.